The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an old versus new episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 713, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, you're listening. No, shit, of course you're listening. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by True Coke Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. Go out there, check out the site. You like coffee, you drink coffee. They've got different types. They've got different roasts. I am not the coffee connoisseur, but the good news is they are. They even have like, you know, like, hey, here's how we recommend brewing the coffee. Get the whole bean, you grind it. We do a French press. Um, Pre-COVID, they were doing pop-up coffee bars and having a great time. Like he just really would enjoy popping up at a metal show brewing true cult coffee and you know just having a great time talking to fans talking to coffee fans and having a great time and that's the difference between true cult coffee and coffee company x that has a metal person backing it or a skull or some other imagery this is no giant corporation this is a dude that has a family and he's just you know doing things to care for his family and doing things that he loves that'll help care Mm -hmm. for his family. So when you support True Call Coffee, you're not, you know, buying a CEO another jet. You are putting food on the table for a family, right? So that's Mm -hmm. the deal, you know, and that's not to guilt anybody into this, right? That is just like what it is. So, you know, if you're like, oh, you guys talk about True Call Coffee all the time. Yeah. Because he's part of our metal community, and we support our metal community. You know, Snowy drinks the stuff. I have drank it, but I just don't do coffee on a regular basis. Now, when we start getting true cult brew, you know, beer. (laughs) Oh, there we are. Or honestly, whiskey. um, (laughs) I I am so in. I'm so in, yeah. But how would that work, right? Because would, would that also be able to be hotter than a church in Norway? (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, is is there some other horrible event we can make a joke out of that ties to brewing beer? You know? Oh, yeah. 
if we were to put on our thinking caps we would come up with something (laughs) i've got it i've got it and you're you're gonna hate me i'm sorry everybody (laughs) but oh maybe i should tell you off air no i'm gonna do it (laughs) gotta tell everyone now. i know i gotta tell you now (laughs) it'd be be drunker than vince neal uh driving home from the liquor store or something (laughs) oh Oh. oh, I know, I know, it's awful. But the thing oh, is, like, Razzle. Oh, I know. Rest in peace, Razzle. <laughs> it's like seriously, like there's meant no dis- disrespect meant there, but it's more a, um, a poke at Vince Neal since you know right. that didn't even completely sober him up, right? It, right. It, t- it took a long time, right? So, you know that that's that's more where the poke is. But anyway, uh, True Cold Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee dot com. Hit them up there. Check out Embodiment Printing Press because maybe coffee's not your thing, but just like cool t-shirts and other unique items, candles, candle scents, or just the t-shirts that are going to fucking make you laugh. Embodiment Printing Press. Check them out because this guy doesn't stop at coffee. And it's great because, you know, I get up some mornings and I'm up by like five. There'd be a text waiting for me. Dude, check out what I just did in the workshop this morning. Mind you, I'm getting up at five. That means he was probably up at four, right? And he's got young children. Well, it possibly means he didn't sleep at all anyway. But, <laughs> you know, like this dude, dude just never sleeps. So, you know, support him. You know, For it's sure. a great time. For but sure. anyway, what is going on, Snowman? Well, before we get on with the rest of the show and getting to our mandatory metal segment for true Cavalt Coffee. I want to do a little bit. Uh, well, first of all, I want to do. I want to do a shout out here. Okay, as you may recall, last episode we kind of wrapped up by me saying, "Okay, I got to get going. I'm going to this benefit gig. Some local bands are showing up, and we're raising funds for this particular reason to help one of our own fight his legal battles in order to stay into the country." And all of that. So I was, I was on, I was on my way out. Okay. Throughout the evening, or before I got on with those festivities, I was kind of going through Facebook, and I want to say, um, horns up and congratulations to Jeff and Jolene Bearstow here in Winnipeg, part of the metal scene. I had seen that they had gotten married earlier that day. It was kind of weird getting married on a Friday, okay, but whatever, okay. They looked great. She was in a nice dress, and he was all, he cleaned up really well. I guess that's the old expression. Nice dress pants and shoes and a nice, and a tie and a dress shirt and all that. Oh, geez, if I didn't see them at the show. In the same outfits? In the same outfit. It's like yes. they had just gone from their wedding ceremony and whatever reception and all that straight to the show. Oh, oh. it's like I took one look at them. I said, you guys look fantastic and all. But did you? And you went straight from your ceremony to here. That's amazing. That's fantastic. This is it was what it's really if I was to make a list of the top 10 coolest things that i ever saw at a show this would top it like this 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 would be in there 
Like, like that's that that's just fantastic. <laughs> so I gotta take I gotta take ten seconds out and say once once again to Jeff Jeff and Jolene con- con- congratulations. It was so so good seeing you guys at the show. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah, warm warms the heart. Like that spending your so wedding happy. night. Yeah, like that's your wedding night. You know, and you chose to do it at a local show, a fundraiser, even like like awesome, absolutely fantastic. That is what community is all about. There's um couple cool uh, birthdays I want to get to before we get on with everything. We want to say happy heavenly birthday to one Phil Linet. Yep. He, of course, of Thin Lizzy fame. This would have been his birth. I don't know exactly which, which, how old he would have been today. But yeah, today was the day one of the all-time greats came into the world. And I'll be mentioning Thin Lizzy in my metal fix in just a little bit later. Um, and happy birthday to a really cool album with one of the best album titles ever like this is this is absolutely amazing to this day the fuck the facts album was released and this goes back to our conversation last week about how long something you know various things have been around and it just doesn't seem that long okay well 16 years ago fuck the facts record stigmata high five came out Wow. <laughs> like that, that is an album title. Like, wow. Holy jeez. Yeah. So congratulations and happy birthday to everyone in Fuck the Facts. Former, former Radioactive Metal alum. We've had him on the show. I've seen them live many times, hung out with them. Great people. Definitely have them on again. Uh, but let's for well, Hang on. We oh. do have another birthday. Oh, okay. Uh, today, as we record, is August 20th. Mm-hmm. And August 20th, 1966, Dimebag Daryl was born. Oh, right. Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah, I did I did see that er- earlier today. That's And does, does it say how old he would have been today? He would have been 56. Wow. Wow, just not it's not much older than we are. No, and th- that's that really really hit home because, you know, when um, when when I was you know following Pantera, you know, I'm 22 and he's 28. That feels like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm 50 and he would have been 56, it's like, oh, you're not that much older than me, dude. No, <laughs> not really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's. Because I feel so young, and because I have a lot of my interests like aimed towards the youth. Okay, like when I'm hanging hanging out like with with people like even normies my age, like I, sometimes I gotta re- remind myself like okay, this this so called adult, okay. okay we're on equal footing with this person, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in that, that includes, that includes everyone my age, no matter what, what they do or feel or think or, or, or anything. I just kind of have to remind myself 
of that every once in a while. The spirit of youth, man. I will never let it go. Never, never. Um, but what we're going to do now for the good folks at a true Cavalt Coffee, we're going to drop a track for Mandatory Metal. Okay, before we do that, okay, this whole Mandatory Metal thing, when we, we've had this segment going for a while now, but you may recall last episode, um, one of my the local corporate rock radio station that I listen to, they've got their own mandatory metal segment. Now every weekday at five o'clock, they play a metal song. Okay. Uh, and they, leopard. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> if, kickstart if, my heart. If, if it's, well, they play kickstart all the time anyways. <laughs> so that wouldn't count. And that's, that's, that's what I mean. If you're, if, if you're going to, if you're going to call something mandatory, like it, it's got to be something that you don't play all the time. Okay. And a couple times this past week, or since we last spoke, one of the days they played Anthrax is caught in a mosh. Wow. Ma- mandatory. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Because I've never heard Anthrax on that station outside of the weekly power hour, you know, type, type type programming okay so that's mandatory that makes sense tell me how a five-finger death punch quasi ballad is mandatory well so when i'm you, so glad you, you played the up. shit out you play this, they, they played the shit out of five-finger death d- d- death punch and crap like that not that they're terrible I, well they, but, yeah we'll get to that in my metal face so keep oh, going okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, okay, as we speak. Ah, oh, I couldn't believe this. Hey, this is this is the highlight of my day. I wait, you know, with anticipation. Okay, what song are they going to drop at five o'clock? And he says, by request, we've got the band Slaughter. And I immediately went, oh, fuck. Please tell me okay. it was up all night. It, that's exactly the song it was. And I immediately said, okay, there's, there's no way that it's going to be the real Slaughter. Okay, this is going to be the Slaughter with the S in parenthesis. This is going to be Slaughter. <sighs> okay. And I'm sorry, that is just not mandatory metal. Hey, none of the guys in the so-called real Slaughter were named Slaughter. At least Mark Slaughter has oh, that name. Oh, shit. <laughs> is, is, is that his given name? I, well, he gave it to himself, I'm going to guess. Oh, well. You know, let, let me, i tell you what, I, I, I will research that. he was born that. Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, I, I, what do you mean he wasn't born Hulk Hogan? Uh, I, know, I, know, I, I know Hulk isn't his first name. <laughs> I know what his first name is. Sorry. Bruce, Bruce Banner? <laughs> yes, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude. Mark Allen Slaughter. That is his birth name. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, Mark Allen Slaughter. Yeah. Well, I think we need. I think. I think Mr. Radio DJ Man. He needs to go back and uh, kind of, kind of learn what mandatory metal is. And I don't want to rag the guy. Like he's under. Like he has guidelines. He has playlists. 
that he has to follow and all that. And like, like we're not, they're not playing cannibal corpse. They're never going to play dying fetus, rotting Christ, pig destroyer. But at least say booger. <laughs> at least as long as they say booger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're going to do it right here with our mandatory metal for true cavalt coffee. New record recently dropped from the legendary Japanese meddler Sai S-I-G-H Shikai or Shiki I really don't know how this is pronounced this is the legendary Sai with Satsui
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Oh, hey, dude. What's going on? Well, check this out. Um, this is our third time, listeners, to to pull the curtain back a little bit. And I'm not going to mention anything because I don't want lightning to strike for a third time. Uh, not even making that up. Maybe we'll talk about it someday. But, um, Snowy, Halloween shopping. When's that start for you guys? Uh, well, I would, okay, like official Halloween shopping? Uh, any Halloween shop. I, I guess, yeah, officially. Like, like, like when, when do most of your stores start getting in? When you're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta start looking for stuff? Uh, probably mid-September. So, and this first spirit should be opening up within the next couple weeks. That we're eagerly awaiting. Okay. Well, and funny you say mid-September, because that's typically what I would expect. Well, yesterday, um... We were at Lowe's because I needed to get storage bins and I wanted to get three storage bins and they're about, you know, 14, 15 bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of Lowe's spending over $200 because I also got a crap ton of Halloween stuff. Of course. Uh Um, Now, here's the really funny part. So we walk in and they must have just put it out because everything just looked amazing, right? It was all just perfect. Um, and we're like, wow, look at all these. Look at these things. And oh my goodness, look at these decorations. And we went in today because one of the things we bought just isn't working right. Right? Like it's it's one of those globes that's supposed to project things and it looks super blurry. And we started checking the other ones that were left. We're like, oh, they're all blurry. But we went in today. It was ransacked in a day. Sure. Like, like we're talking like it in almost exactly 24 hours from when we were there yesterday. It just ransacked, picked over. Things we bought yesterday were gone. Sold out hmm. already. And if you remember last year, I was complaining, you know, in September, I'm like, nobody has any Halloween decorations. Like, why don't you guys have Halloween decorations? Well, because they put them out in August, apparently. <laughs> That's different. Yeah. I, I, I would have never thought to look this early. We just happened to go in because I needed something else. And we're like, oh, well, while we're here. So, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. Um, like Haunted Mansion projectors. Like one's like an indoor one. One's an outdoor one that pro- projects like the three groom grinning ghosts outside. And um, we got some other stuff. Like we got We got some tombstones. Like Nicholas wanted to find some things this year. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to do this. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's have fun with it. So, yeah, it's it was it was honestly it was a lot of fun. So my my Halloween shopping has officially begun. Right on, right on. Um, uh, well, some some would say like my Halloween shopping is like three sixty five. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. like for the most part, it never really stops, but it just uh, slows down more. Just just a bit, and gets a little more. Um, it gets a little more picky, shall, yeah. shall we say? But yeah, we're eagerly awaiting the the first um, location for Spirit to open up because that's you know every every weekend our daughter comes in and picks us up and we go about we hit the comic shops we hit the record shops and wherever else we want to go for we go for lunch and all that and um, every weekend. We hit up the spirits in the holiday season, in the, cool. the Halloween holiday season. Yeah, 
because you never know when something cool is is going to be added, and we're we're obviously trying to decide. Okay, what 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 are we going to do like to dress up if we are like? And it's just it's just a hell of a lot of fun in there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like like I, I we we take pictures in yeah. there like like we're tourists or something, you know. Well, I'm excited. This year we have spirit opening here. Three of them. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I checked them like, oh, great. You know, so looking forward to that. And since we're on the Halloween topic, um, did you see that the four, the, the four fighters, the Foo Fighters horror movie, Studio 666, is now for sale on Blu-ray? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's on the list. Um, well, but it, I, like, I haven't gotten there yet. I, I feel like, did I see it on Shudder? I feel like it's available on Shutter. Is oh it? no, I would have watched it by then. Okay. Unless unless on the US unless it's up on the US. Oh yeah, US that's show. right. I keep forgetting different countries, different selections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I let my, my seven day trial of Shutter expire, but then I figure once October kicks back up, I'm gonna try that again so I can keep up with you this year. Okay. What you might be thinking when you say it's available on DVD and Blu-ray, but yeah. did I see it on Shutter? You might be thinking of the This Is Guar documentary that's available on Shutter, and the Blu-ray DVD has been announced for October twenty-fifth, oh. just for Maybe. Halloween. So, yeah, even though I saw, you know the. First day it came out on yeah. Shutter, I, I I I was all over that awesome documentary, but you know me, I need the, you know, I need to have it in my hand. Oh I need no, the I know, I know, especially especially for something like this. So. Well, and yeah. along that lines, because I've got like a whole bunch of Halloween news essentially, um, mm. you can also start pre-ordering the the monsters, the Rob Zombies monsters on Blu-ray. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so here in the States, it's going to hit Netflix. I honestly don't know what it's going to do in Canada. Um, but it's going to hit Netflix sometime in, I think, mid to late September. And also launching around that same time is the new Adams Family series called Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was going to, as soon as you mentioned Halloween, I thought to myself, oh, I better ask him if he saw the trailer to that. Or I just saw a trailer the other day. It looks really good, dude. Okay, which one with with the with the pool and the piranhas? Oh no, it must Ooh, be way okay. more general than that. I just kind of <laughs> saw her walking through the school, saw the family. Okay, now I need to go look for a trailer. But yeah, and I I well, here's what I love. You know, some people might be trying to like disparage the competition or something like that. But no, don't check that out. Come watch ours. Rob Zombie, as soon as it happened, he's like, dude, the Munsters and the Adams Family are going to be on the same thing at the same time again. It's yeah. going to be like like TV when I was a kid. I'm like, Great. that's a fan. Like, that is somebody who's not like, oh, no, mine's the best. He's like, he's like oh, my goodness, I couldn't be more excited right now. I'm like, there we go. There we right? go. That's, that's the way to do it. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, I'm pretty excited. For 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 both of them, actually, oh, I know yeah. I know I know the Munsters trailer has taken a lot of flack, but well, that's what so many people are already trashing. And I watched somebody break it down. I'm like, and he even called out. He's like, well, he's like, you know, when the original series came out, the actors were only in their 30s, and um, you know, this one, they're both in their 50s, and they look it. I'm like, whatever. Dude, if you look that good when you're 50, 
Like, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. Then, then you talk to me. Like, I'm 50. I don't look that good. What, whatever. You know, like, like I just, just, it's, and it's, and he even said, well, you know, this may seem petty. I'm like, no, it's definitely petty. Like, <laughs> like, really? Like, yeah. like that, that's your best thing? I'm like, they're monsters. They're dead. They're probably actually older than 50. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And, okay, I think that's all my Halloween news for now. Um, but, dude, I feel like this could be a banner um, Halloween season for us this year. Well, yeah. I really do. So like, between it's... those, the new Hocus Pocus coming out, you know, um, I, I, I just feel like I'm like, oh, I get to be a kid again this year. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about that. But anyway. Why not? All right, new music. We had talked briefly at, at the top of the hop here when you were mentioning, you know, they play Five Finger Death Punch on your station all the time. Right. The new Five Finger Death Punch album is out, and I gave it a listen. And I just, man, people are going to hate me. I, I don't understand how they've had a career for so long. Because I'm listening okay. to it, I'm like, it just sounds like everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like, eh, like there's nothing... Nothing you haven't heard before. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, and the thing is, but but here's what I got to hand it to. Like, I was going to turn it off. I'm like, no, I'll keep going. And because there there were moments where I'm like, oh, this is really good. Wow, this is really good. You know. So so I was just man, I was so conflicted. And then um, I heard the new Native Howl single. Have you heard that? No, 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 no. <laughs> Holy shit balls, dude. <laughs> dude, hang on. Let me let me look up what this called. Let's see if I can find it in my history. Okay, I'm gonna I'm um, definitely gonna check that out then. Oh, dude, it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah, because our regular listeners, which which I I've kind of fallen off of the no covers. Oh, I fell off show. after the second episode where it was all like, um, <laughs> Lincoln Park cover bands. Oh, okay, okay. You know. So so if you're just coming on recently onto the show welcome but um yeah native howl is a band that immediately caught our attention while watching the um that no covers youtube video show which was basically american idol but with real bands playing their own songs and all that we got blown away by this band very first episode and now apparently Good things are happening with them going on tour with Gore. Great stuff. Great stuff. What'd you find? It was so fantastic. It's called Sons of Destruction is the new single. Oh, okay. I'm going to yeah. have to give that a spin. Well, and you can tell there's been a little bit of influence from um, being on that show and playing with Gore because, you know, there's thrash grass. It was pretty much like an acoustic guitar um, and the banjo, but then like, thrash metal drums really and, and mm-hmm. honestly kind of a thrash voice but it worked and it's like holy crap thunderhead for anybody who needs a place to start start at thunderhead but sons sons of destruction adds you know some heavy guitars i'm like but it's not too much and it's not mm-hmm. like the the thing i'm like okay no th- this this still works and i and it's funny i was think i was listening to these thinking of what our topic is today <clears throat> and i'm like man it's Interesting how, like, okay, here's some new stuff. I'm like, eh. But then here's Sons of Destruction by Native Howl. I'm like, oh, this is great. And here's the other new album. Um, sit down for this one. But 
I, I had to listen to this album because of all the news that's been going on in the metal world related to this particular artist. But Demi Lovato's Holy Fuck is out. Oh, wow. Dude, it's so good. Okay. It's so good. I, I would wager to say this is the most rock and roll thing I have heard this year. It's it's dangerous. Like like there's there's a lot like you listen to lyrics and you're like cringing sometimes. Like ooh okay that's maybe more than I need to know about you. Wow is that raw, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's honest. It's raw. The grooves are heavy. There's like industrial electro just, and obviously there's still pop. I mean she's still a pop artist, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like wow. And after I'm listening to the album, I'm like, okay, well, that's why she needs um, Nita Strauss, because how else is she going to pull this off? You know, like, she's going to need a guitar player who is, you know, that talented, and Lizzie Hale has her own band. You know? Right. So, Nita Strauss makes sense. Um, but it's, it, man, like, I've always enjoyed Demi as an artist. I love her, love her voice. She has got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Great voice. So, um, yeah, I... I encourage anybody to check out the holy fuck album now take it with a grain of salt it is pop marketing so you know she's a uh, fuck is spelled with a v right mm-hmm. so so favuck right like our true cavalt <laughs> right it's holy favuck um and she's in some like bondage outfit with an upside down cross i think and you know, between that and the V, I'm like, is this culture appropriation yet? Is she trying to steal our metal metal culture? You know, like tongue in cheek. Oh, I that. never even thought of that. What um, the hell? I'm being a smartass. You know, that's like, it. I'm offended. <laughs> but I'm canceling Demi Lovato right now. It, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, like visually, honestly, visually and audibly, she has definitely gone a completely new direction. I was talking to a coworker of mine who I know appreciates various types of music and especially like in the pop vein. He's like, man, he's like, I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm like, probably just this album because that's the nature of pop. Like, you know, you do something new for an album, then you go do something new for the next album. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that does not change the fact that this is a great album. Holy cow. Like, I really you got me curious. It. You got me curious. I, yeah. <laughs> give it a shot. I'd be, I'd be curious to see, 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 you know, how you feel about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a grindcore album, but there is there are heavy, heavy guitar-driven grooves, crazy like synth industrial kind of sounds at times. Okay. It's great. I mean, it's it's still a groovy record, but it's a heavy groovy record. It's really it's like I said, it's really good. Really love it. And then um, last here, not necessarily all that metal, but are you familiar with the band Panic of the Disco? Uh, the name. I couldn't tell you really much about them. I just know they're like a modern uh, inserts bizarre subgenre here. Yeah, type, and, and I can't remember for the life of me what their big hit is. Um, no, but I know like they had a big hit, and everybody's talking about it for a while. And this album is it's out. It's it's whatever their latest album. Out. I think it's been out for a month. But my coworker that I was talking to Demi about, he's like, dude you should check out the new Panic of the Disco. He's like, if you like, you know, and he knows what I like. He's like, it's like Queen, Kiss, Black Sabbath, um, all this stuff just kind of rolled into one. And I'm like, really? I'm like, let me go check it out. And dude, 
check it out. It's not heavy, right? It's it's mm-hmm. definitely a rock and roll record. It's it's not a, like a metal record. It's not a heavy metal record. But when you listen to it, you're gonna be like, you're gonna listen. You're just gonna be like, wow, they were really having fun when they made this. Like it just sounds like they had a blast in the studio, and it, it just comes through. Like like and. There are songs clearly we're like, oh, this is definitely their tribute to Queen. Oh, this is their tribute to this artist. This is their tribute to this artist. Um, but they were just having fun. They're like, hey, what if we wrote a song that sounded just like these guys? That And it works, man. It is a fun record. And that vocalist is going for it. If he didn't lose his voice recording some of that, I'll be <laughs> impressed. Because he was going for it, dude. It was a great time. Right on. Yeah. All right. That's What's going a, on with you, man? I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Um, for myself and my metal fix here, a little kind of a little bit of a a uh, snowy stew, shall we say? Because I got a little bit of everything. Uh, this weekend, Vancouver hardcore slash new metalers type classic rockers and one of those type type of bands that can't quite decide what the hell they are but when they're live and you know even their songs are actually really cool recorded really cool stuff in vancouver's big city germs came through town um on support was our good friends and you know good friends of the show and personal friends and the punk band shit happens right they were they were support as well as the castings from uh, Winnipeg here, good, 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 good friends of mine as well. Which they're the Castangs. Uh, you actually, I think you would really dig them, dude, because they're not a metal band, but they're not pop. They're they're not pop because they can be pretty thrashy. Like they they call themselves like thrash pop. Oh, rock on! That's, yeah. that, that sounds fun, like thrash grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except just a little bit different, but they've got it going on. A really cool three-piece guitarist, keyboards, and drummer. Shout out to siblings Phil and Margie, part of the castings. Well, that's their last name. Okay. You know, legit. So yeah, yeah, good, good friends, always good live, and hopefully we will see something from Big City Germs in a upcoming indie spotlight for sure. I was really impressed. Afterwards, okay, after the support, after the local support were done, shit happens. Vocalist KK, she just lives around the corner from the venue. Oh, okay. Okay, and so what we like to do in between bands, whenever there is a show going on there, we'll pile back to her place where I've generally got a bottle stashed or something just to kind of just get away from everyone and hang out at her place for a bit and all that. There is, there must've been about 12 of us <laughs> went from be between everyone for the, in the castings, everyone in shit happens and a couple other friends. We all piled in the KKs for a bit. Sounds like okay. the dirty dozen. It, <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. Our good friend Ducky got a text from the singer of Big City Germs saying, "Hey, we're going on." So he's like, "Okay, guys, let's let's kind of kind of uh, make our way." As we turn the corner, as we're approaching the venue, Mrs. Snowy, who went out to the show with me, because whenever shit happens, playing, you know, she wants to come out and support 
as well. She's got this look on her face like, like, where'd you guys go? Okay. And then she goes, you know, the, the headline band's on now. The singer is like, hey, where is everyone? <laughs> and she's, she's totally giving, giving us shit for, you know, not 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 walking out on the band, but not being back in time. Hey, <laughs> so, but that's I okay. Thought that was, yeah. Shit happens. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just, just the way she got supportive of a band like she knows nothing about and all that. I thought, you know, can I marry you again? That's fantastic. Even though she's like yelling at. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like that. That's somebody who gets the scene. I'm like, that's right. That's right. No, no. So that was. A lot of fun. The new disciple is out, or at least what is new for me, because once again, Canadian subscription, and like I'm already seeing on uh, Facebook, you know, new new decibel magazine, you know, and it's got Ken Mode on the cover. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Well, what I just got in the mail a couple days ago was the issue was the September issue with uh, Max Cavalera on the cover. Okay. And th this is an amazing cover, okay, because yeah. it's you see two figures on it, but they're both Max from his early 20s in old school Sepultura to Max today. Rock on, you know, and you know that's thirty years. Oh yeah, <laughs> between it, and I believe we had a conversation, you know, on, on this show before about art, how artists looked when we were teens and how they look now, and how they would would look totally different, and all that. And Max was definitely one of those guys, you know. Like we all have fond memories of early Sepultura, but um, huh. You you wouldn't know it like if you didn't know Max or anything, and you know the mystic magic thing happened where they they both were to walk past you on the street at the same time. You wouldn't know it was the same guy, you know. But I guess a lot can be that can be said for a lot of people. Um, again, this issue, <laughs> okay, Max on the cover, former radioactive metal alum, a couple times were interview with Mike Amon from Arch Enemy radioactive metal alum they've got enslaved wake psychroptic okay it's like holy shit sometimes just you know it just works it works out that our our programming and what appears in um, in in decibel lines up a lot because a lot a lot because we also, you know, behind the curtain once once again, we work with a lot of the same people behind the scenes that that decibel does, as as well. So I love it when it when that when that works out, for sure, for sure. So yeah, if uh, anyway, if everyone in the U.S. if you're just discovering des decibel now, like if your issue is the Ken mode, that's fantastic but you might want to go back check this out as well really cool stuff um hit the record shops as well and the comic book shop because at the comic book shop shout out to the good friends at galaxy comics you know there's a lot of those collectible 
figures now, just the standard smaller size figures and all sorts of cool. They're 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 making them all sorts of cool metal artists. Like I've seen the the oh yeah yeah. I've seen Papa from Ghost. I got one of King Diamond. I've seen Rob Rob Halford, um, Doyle from the Misfits, and all that. Wow. Okay. I snapped this up as soon as I saw it, but I saw a collectible figure for the demon in the background on the first Napalm Death record, Scum. No. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> okay. Like Motorhead, I get. Right. King Diamond, I get. Right. Like Super Grindcore Napalm Death from back then? Wow. Is there is there a demand for this? But, I don't care. There's a demand for it right now. But for, that's a fan. Oh, like, yeah. That's well. somebody that doesn't give a crap. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to put out things that are cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I was absolutely blown away. I took a there's, – there's a picture of this stuff up on my Facebook right now, and I should get it up on the Instagrams and onto the bands. The bands, Facebook as well. Let's get on with some tunes here soon enough um i hit up the planet of sound record shop as well because just down the road from galaxy is that awesome uh is that awesome shop and as we mentioned it was phil Lynott's birthday okay yeah and i i don't know is it just fate or what? Who knows? Are the metal gods saying, like, you need this record, you know, on this day or not? I don't know. But I found a copy. And I didn't even know this record exists. It's just called Thin Lizzy Live or Thin Lizzy Killers Live. It's a six song live EP or album and all. Like I said, I didn't even know this the, this one existed. It was a little more secondhand and i wanted to shell out for and i still wasn't absolutely convinced before i left if i was going to shell out for it and all that and i kind of changed my mind i went up to the counter just to say hi to the folks there and all that and while we're having while we're in the course of this conversation that's that's when it hit me especially when i mentioned yeah it's phil Lynott's birthday today and all that and it's just like there was something telling me go get it <laughs> Just go, just go, just go get it. Don't think. A wise man once said, "Don't think, just throw." It's a base. It's a baseball quote. Okay. Just, just go get it. Just do it. So I excused myself from the conversation. I went back. I grabbed it. And <laughs> it's like we kind of, we kind of made a joke that I would have walked out if we didn't stop to have this conversation. Yeah, and and Dave, the owner and clerk, he said, you know, when I put it out, like I've had other people looking at it, thinking about it, and deciding against it. So I guess, dude, you were destined to own this record. So it's like, yeah, yeah, and I'm really glad I did. You know, the tracks, you know, B B Chinatown, B Bad Reputation, Are You Ready? <clears throat> really cool stuff. Not, not the Jailbreak or the the standards right you know which which that's that's always good to veer out into as well later on 
okay, our local rock station, 92 City, they have their Saturday night concert series where they play a live album in its entirety. Okay. Well, this week's edition was Thin Lizzy's Live and Dangerous. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, yeah. So I made sure that, you know, got the, I got the coffee ready. You know, I scurried, scurried everyone out of the room that didn't want to be around. A lot, a lot, a lot of loud rock music, and I, you know, I cranked this record. And it's just like I don't have it yet, but it is available on YouTube. You know, like to listen to. But it was just, it, it, it just kind of made it special once again. Because remember when we were kids, okay, and a radio station was going to be, you know, we we got a live concert, such and such. You got, and yes. you had to be there. Like you had to be there. Yeah. And all I kind of treated it like that. You know, where it's a special event, you got to be there. And I'm glad I did. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, obviously. Like. Phil Lynott, rest in peace, man. One of the all-time greats. Yeah. Uh, let's get on with some tunes here. Um, if you're not familiar with the, uh, like the underground thrash band Bat B A T, you're definitely would be familiar with uh, some of the people that kind of make up this side project, shall we say? It's the it's the brainchild of Ryan Waste. From Municipal Waste. Okay. And for this debut record, um, he enlisted the talents of Felix Griffin from DRI. Oh, rock on. Yes, Tank tank, tank Crimes, good folks, over there. They've reissued the debut Bat record, Wins, Wings of Chains. And I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this. Um, like I said, they've reissued it. With a special splatter, black, or purple vinyl, and given the op- given the, given the choice, you 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 got to go for the cool marble or the cool splatter or just you know whatever cool shit that they come up with. So I'm going to be looking for that. So let's drop a track now. Let's go with the title track from that Winds of Chains records. This is Ryan Waste, Felix Griffin and the mighty bat. Oh, 
That has to be one of my new favorite songs. That's Canadian hardcore band kind of mixed in with uh, pretty much whatever the hell they want. That's Mall Crimes from their album, You Embarrass Me. And speaking of doing the whole V's and all that, okay, you're talking about metal appropriation and all that. Every time with this band, instead of an A, it's a V. So picture mall crimes with a V and you embarrass me with with a V. Is the V upside down? Or no, it's just, no, it's just a pl- plain old boring just V. Just a regular V. Yeah, yeah no. Like, I, I would have no <laughs> idea what I was looking at. <laughs> okay. But that is fantastic. I, then I love, obviously, the title. That was Arguing with Strangers on the Internet. Dude, this is fast becoming one of my favorite songs this year. Great stuff. And, of course, it's available from the good folks at um, Cursed Blessings Records as well, who our listeners would be familiar from re-releasing those um, sacrifice and slaughter dates from 1985 to create the Live 85 albums, the ones I was going absolutely gaga over this year. So good stuff there. Uh, what did what 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 did Lemmy once say? He had this this quote that always 
kind of stuck with me. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's <laughs> got one and they all stink. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And that's always, that's, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. His old buddy here, and of course, one of my all-time favorite artists here, kind of had his own version of this quote with, um, and it kind of popped up, it was bouncing around. I saw it on my Ultimate 80s Facebook group page, where Mr. Coop is quoted as, when musicians are telling people who to vote for, I think that's an abuse of power. You're telling your fans not to think for themselves, just to think like you. Rock and roll is about freedom, and that's not freedom. What's kind of your take on that? I, you know, I really, I, I really dig that quote because, and, and here's the irony, that's very much the opposite of a Rage Against the Machine stance, right? Right. Uh, but but here's here's what I find funny about that, um, because you know. Alice Cooper, as shock rock as he is, is still going to tend to be on the conservative side. You know, he, mm-hmm. he he goes to church, takes his kid to Sunday school, all that sort of stuff. And then you've got Rage Against the Machine on that radical liberal side. And they're going to say that the conservatives are all sheep, but yet they have got the same or worse type of sheep-like behavior. You know, I, I, I find it very interesting to see that. And... In a, in a world where every celebrity is suddenly a political expert, at least when Trump was in office, um, I, I find it very interesting for him not to be like, well, no, do this or do that or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, go figure it out for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I appreciate the fact that he is encouraging free thought and free discussion because that is really what it's all about that's what you know the the right to free speech is about um that's that's what it's about it's about not having to be thought or told what to think you know like yeah okay but when he says when musicians are telling people who to vote for now what's what's the context to that though is is are because you're make your like if if a musician is going on TV or taking time out in an interview and saying, I think you should vote Democrat. I think you should vote for this party or this person. Um, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with, with Alice Cooper when he says, if, if it's in that context, it's like, let everyone else decide for themselves. Like for sure. I get that. But if you're a musician and your lyrics are, you know, leaning towards this way or leaning towards this way, I are you like that? That is your art. Right. And I don't know. I don't know if you're telling people who to vote for. You're just you you're just giving your 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 belief in a musical context. Yeah, like, like, what, like when what, it's lyric-based, I, I consider that mm. their right to exercise free speech. Right, right. And I don't think, I, I don't think, you know, Rage Against the Machine is telling everyone to vote Democrat. You know, because I know I, I 
re- republicrats for me. Like well, it's, it's, nah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. We, we've it, talked you know. about that one to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if rage against the machine in their lyrics is saying, go vote for this person. You know, I think they're probably com- they're and, and it's the same thing though, like with punk rock lyrics as well, you're almost preaching to the converted. Right. Like if you're a Dead Kennedys fan and you you know what where where they come from with their severe left wing lyrics and all that, their audience is already a bunch of left wing punks. <laughs> or at least punks and music fans that are just kind of in between. You know, not leaning really anywhere. They just think the Dead Kennedys are a cool band and and, and all that. So I don't see... The only time I've ever heard, like, Jello Biafra ever say, go out and vote for this person, was when he was the running mate with, 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 <laughs> right. with, 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 with the Green Party. Well, and What's that's different. Name? Yeah. And it's the same thing with um, Joey Keithley, who's a councilman... In uh, in Burnaby, BC, of course, of he of DOA fame. And so he, he doesn't He's, run as Joey shithead because I, no, <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. He doesn't. Now, no, I think he's got like the one Green Party seat in all of Canada. Which which I think that's fantastic and all that. And I think he has every right to pal to to say to people because he's part of the process, right? You know, he's he has every right to say, okay, if you're not going to vote green, at least don't vote at liberal. All. <laughs> yeah, or don't you know? There's other there's other parties like we we have more than the two party system up here. Although, well, this, we have more than two parties. Just the other but, the other two don't do anything. Yeah, it's it's yeah, but we have we have a few other parties that. Are actually actually have a voice, actually have enough voters to be in the conversation. Wow, that's impressive. In, in yeah, in the U.S., there is it's two people yelling at each other, while oh. in the U.S. or while in Canada, it's like five five people are in the conversation. You know what's funny is like um, one of the elections, and I'm not going to get into specifics because I really don't want to deal with any of that shit. But mm. I had a friend call me and beg me to vote for a particular candidate, and it was one of the you know two major party candidates. And I'm like, well, no, I can't. And they're like, oh my goodness, you're not voting for the other party, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not voting for either one of them. And like, oh, but you're throwing your vote away. You're throwing oh, your that's... vote away. And I'm like, but I can't in good conscience and feel good about this vote for either one because they're both jerks. Like, well, yeah, you know, I, I know you feel I feel the same way. But but that's, you know, if, if we do that, then we're just throwing our vote away. I'm like, yeah, but if every person who said I don't like either one of these didn't vote for one of them, what could happen? You know, because mm-hmm. you're trying to tell me that, well, no, 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 I don't feel that way either. Well, do you or don't you? Right. You know, because if you really don't, then why are you voting for it? Um, because th- this lesser of two evils, no, they're they're all evil. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to look for a party that's clo- closer aligned to like what 
what I'm looking for. And, you know, what I'm looking for is stay out of my life. Um, you know, let, 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 let people figure stuff out, you know, make sure that things are fair to a point, but we don't have to legislate the hell out of everything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, and that's, that's just very, very loosely based. I really don't want to get into political discussion. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> no, no, this, this, this quote just kind of came across my desk. Oh, it's killer. And I'm kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, he makes a, he makes a really, really good point. Left or right or everything in, in between. Decide for yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of always been, it's just a number of punk bands and metal bands and various other bands and all that. They just, they've always aligned up with what I've, you know, as I'm growing up and I'm developing my own ideas and beliefs and all that, you know, like there are, there are some social issues and, and topics I had a strong opinion of before I bought my first metal album, before I bought my first punk album, and then you just kind of like, okay, this kind of lines up with the stuff that I'm already believing, or I'm on my way fully understanding it more and more as I as I develop. Like, I, I grew up, I grew into, like, pe- people I've heard, in, you know, all all almost all 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 my life you'll grow out of metal you'll grow out of punk no i i grew into it yeah yeah (laughs) you know and i'm i'm too old to grow up now shall we say well i i find that really interesting and i feel like this kind of segues into our next topic because why do i have to grow out of music i enjoy oh i you don't you shouldn't (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say grew out of, but I just couldn't. All of my, all of my interests and hobbies from my, you know, from my childhood into my early teens, I retained them all, except comic book collecting. Something just had to give. Yeah. But now, fast forward a few decades later, and here I am. You know, I was I was pushing fifty, and now into my fifties, and I'm back. I'm back collecting comics, and one of the my biggest regrets is I stopped doing that and all that. So I don't, I don't think you should have to. I think society has its own ideas of what maturity is when it comes to your interests and all that. Like you, you know, well, you still do that. When 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 are you going to grow up? Or I've heard. Yeah, I used to like all that thrash and punk and all that, but but um, now, nah, I, I kind of grew out of it. I met my wife; she doesn't like it, and, uh, and all that. And it's like, oh, dude, dude. So I honestly believe that you don't don't let don't don't let any artist tell you who who or or how to vote, and don't let society tell you your idea of maturity is amen that's where i stand okay so you said this was kind of leaning into something else well yeah so so with that right when, when we talk about just you know our, our musical interests in things um the, an article came out in july july 18th here and for anyone who wants to look it up it's um music business worldwide 
Uh, and the article is called, It's Official, New Music is Shrinking in Popularity in the United States. So every article has to be a clickbait title and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, everything is gloom and doom. Everybody's dying. Dinosaurs are coming back. Ice Age, you know, all that shit. But here, here's, here's the interesting thing. Um, it talks about that um, music consumption overall is up 9% from 2021. But the consumption of new music dropped by 1.4% um, from 2021, while the consumption of old music, so what they call catalog music, right? So mm -hmm. think Kate Bush and Metallica's Master Puppets increased by 14%. And they're like, oh, this means that, you know, music's dying and, and all these people are speculation, speculating things and... I'm looking in through all this data and I'm like, okay, well, do we, did we have the ability to figure this out before or are we doing it because it's easier to get the data now? You know, did anybody look at this in 1986? You know? Well, in 86, everyone was still high off the hog when it came to record sales, when it came to everything. Okay, so 96. Like, or even in 2006, were we looking at that stuff? It was 2006 that I think, yeah, when uh, that's when people should have been taking notice about, you know, about, you know, data and where, where are we going and how are we getting there and all that. Because, you know, up, up until then, it was just a party. Everyone was buying as much music as they could. And a lot of it was current music. It doesn't. It it it. I I can understand why. Um, okay, when they're when are you, you're talking um, music consumed through stuff like Spotify or YouTube, or are you talking purchased music? I, I believe they're looking at it as all of it. So like total total album consumption combines all on-demand track streams, downloads, and sales on digital and physical platforms. So oh, okay. all of the platforms. Right, because then, I know... No, go ahead. Okay, because I know um, if you were just to go for a live standpoint, okay, um, is if you do the classic versus new idea if just if you're to go from just a live setting it would be a hundred to one in terms of quote unquote old music because when you're at a concert everyone wants the hits right you know and then the artist says hey i gotta do a new song uh, people start looking at their watches pulling out their phone they're gonna go grab a beer but what's funny yeah. for like you and i is if we have a band like Iron Maiden just put mm -hmm. out was it was it man was it only last year Sinjutsu came out yeah wow talk you know we were talking about things that don't feel like like it was that long ago but that feels like <laughs> forever ago for some reason but so Sinjutsu comes out and not that I've ever really listened to an Iron Maiden record I'm like ah this isn't that great. But this one, I'm like, wow, is this a great record? Like, the, it, I, you know, I, I was as excited with this as I would have been with like a Power Slave or a Number of the Beast. And it was a fantastic record. And to your point, there are people that when they play things off Sinjitsu, 
Everybody, like, oh, why are they playing this? Just, just play Run to the Hills. Yeah, get on with it. And yeah. you know, if they play like the opening track on the Sinjitsu record, I'm gonna be screaming my head off. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, because it's so great. And they've still got it. They can still write a song that gives me that excitement, you know? And mm-hmm. here, here, here's my theory here, right? So we have seen recently um, Stranger Things brought Kate Bush to like the top of the charts, right? Mm-hmm. And also Metallica's Master of Puppets, all of a sudden on everybody's radar. I would wager um because i'm because everyone's you know talking about kate bush i'm like i had no idea who she was and i certainly had no idea that song was out in the 80s right okay i am willing to bet that kate bush is seeing a bigger return on that song now than she did in the 80s Uh, i'm willing to bet yeah right for starters but Mm -hmm. i am also uh willing to bet that people who are hearing that song going wait it's from the 80s that's not by somebody new, and and now they're going down a rabbit hole. They're like, well, wait a second, what what else is in here? And so, and I think that's the same with Metallica. Like, I think there are people like because you know you and I are like, well, yeah, Master Puppets it rocks, but you know there's a 15 year old kid going, what's that? Mm-hmm. Like like that's not Inner Sandman. I I heard about Inner Sandman, you know. And and maybe they heard it in passing and they never it didn't register with them. But for whatever reason, this did. You know, maybe it was because of the visual combination or whatever. And now they put on the Master Puppets record. And they're like, oh, well, what else came out of this time? Because we're in a very unique thing here, right? In the eighties, you and I have talked ad nauseum of the of how hard it was for us to find music, right? Like it it was work. You know, you had to get to the record store, and that was a challenge in itself. If you even had anything close by, or you're ordering stuff from catalogs, if you're ordering vinyl through the mail in the 80s, it's coming in warped. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was, it's not like things are today, right? Right. And, um, but now a kid who's listening to Master of Puppets because he saw it on Stranger Things can go down a rabbit hole and spend hours easily listening to songs that would have taken you and I months, maybe even a year to, to collect. Mm-hmm. Right. Th- think about, th- think about the first time you heard master puppets and how long it would have taken you to talk to other people, find out about Slayer, Anthrax and Megadeth. Okay. Right? Well, <laughs> that's, so I'm kind of a, a bad go go to good oh, point because I'm I already knew all of those bands by the time and they were favorites okay. of mine. By the but time. Let, let's let's start like like we'll kill them all then for you right for oh, for okay. me like I definitely came on with Master of Puppets okay. um, because because you know I like and it was like a senior in high school and I was going to play in his band he's like oh check this I'm like whoa what's this and then another kid in my grade had it. I'm like, wow. And then somebody had Slayer and then somebody turned me on to Anthrax. Like, I believe the first Anthrax song I ever heard was actually I'm the Man. Oh, okay. And I heard that cassette. I'm like, what is this? And, you know, I hear, hear them doing I'm the Man, but then I hear their cover of Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. And I'm like, holy cow. What's this? Like, this is heavy. 
you know, and right. I had no idea it was a cover. I just knew it was Anthrax. Ah. Because I didn't okay. really know much for Black Sabbath other than Paranoid. Because okay. it, it was, you know, one, I was the oldest. Two, um, record collections of, like, uncles and things weren't all that heavy. It was very, very rock and roll based. But, right. like, anything heavier, it, it was a lot of self-discovery, you know. And oh, for talking sure. to other people and things. And that was months and months of finding stuff. And then I don't necessarily want to spend money on this because, okay, maybe this album was cool, but what if it sucks? Like, you were really careful how you spent your money, but but now you don't have that risk. It sucks. Okay, you stop listening, you go to the next song because it's streaming. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I feel like the barrier to entry to old music is way, 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 way smaller than it is today. Like, I can finally go back and listen to all the Chuck Berry stuff I wanted. Right. You know? Like, that was hard for me to find. And, I mean, dude, finding Chuck Berry in the 80s, other than the cassette, The Great 28, you didn't, it, he wasn't current. And to that point, I feel that people treat older music differently today than they did then, right? Because back then, there was a cutoff. At a certain decade, that was considered oldies, quote-unquote. And then, here's the current rock, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that, because in the 80s, okay, I'm, you know, I'm in my teens in the mid-80s as well, and old music, classic rock, was stuff from the 70s, even though, you know, it was only six, seven years. Right, right. You know, from from that from that point, isn't that crazy? Classic now, work. now to me, like old stuff. Like I know, I know that it's quote unquote classic rock, but just the fact that it's stuff I grew up with, the stuff that I like, I still enjoy Deep Purple as much as a modern metal band today. So it's. Yeah, there's sub there's subcategories, but I still kind of all lump it together as good music, even though like I kind of unofficially or officially, I should say, know that it's classic rock when yeah. you know, like it it's and and anything like before nineteen seventy is old to me now. But like, like I said, anything you know in the seventies when I, when I was fifteen, that that would be the old shit. It's good, yeah. But God, what's 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 with the Jurassic Rock there, Gramps? You know, well, yeah. And and it's it it was treated like if you listen to an oldies radio station, they just sounded ancient. Oh yeah, like <laughs> and, and they're then, probably the yeah. same age as my dad, but they just sounded like they were like a hundred years old to me. Uh huh. You know, and it wasn't the case, but I, I, I think that, you know, now is that treated differently, but then think about how music discovery happens today, right? Remember I told you about my buddy Aiden I met at the Henry Rollins show here. Right. And, you know, I, I was curious because he's a really young kid. I'm like, well, how'd you find Henry? He's like, well, he's like, I was, I heard Black Flag playing some video game. I can't remember what video game he said. But I'm like, oh, right. I forgot about certain video games having killer soundtracks. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater mm-hmm. being one of them, right? Actually, let me Google that while we're talking, too. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so that those video games they turn a lot of people on to new music. Well, that's just it, right? Tony Hawk's. Hang on, I can't type and think. You're yeah. going yeah. skater soundtrack as as well throughout the '90s, and I, yeah. I don't think it had as much impact as like Tony Hawk video games and all that. But soundtrack movies or albums. Yeah. Okay, stuff like um, from the first Scream album, I Know What You Did Last Summer, like those type of teen slashers, okay. Strangeland. They, yeah, yeah, even, even Strangeland. They would have one or two theme songs on the album, and then the rest is just like... When the hell was Our Lady Peace in the movie? When the, when the hell was this song in the movie? Right. You know, but it's it's the old story. Let's um let's promote this, okay? Because it's a multi conglomerate making these movies, right? Okay, the same company that owns the film company that made I know what you did last summer also owns this record label, this this sub 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 record label and all that. It's all under our umbrella. Well, we want to sell a soundtrack album, and we have the hit single, the theme from the movie. Well, here, let's grab a song from our catalog from this guy, this band, this band, this band, this band. All of a sudden, that's why there was so many um, uh, subtitles on record, on soundtrack albums. Music from and inspired by. Right. And then the whole list. And I'm like, look, what do you mean inspired by? Yes. This, is, this is, I mean, I still bought them. I got a whole whack of albums, yeah. compilations that have that. But I knew they were trying to dupe me, you know. Oh, well, and it's yeah. just like, but it's like, I, I still want the main theme and all that. So, all right, all right. If, if the worst thing that happens is I have a bunch of songs on this soundtrack that's not in the movie, you know, I, I think I'll live. But so but think yeah, about this. That's, that's a way that, you know, record labels were introducing artists to to listeners. Yeah, right. Was, was, was that way. Now, let's take this conversation 360 to something you said earlier and something you've said a, a lot. But you've got people who used to listen to this music who now don't listen to it for whatever reason. And it's nostalgia, right? Like, right. you know, you, you've brought up the nostalgia thing time and time again on this show. And mm-hmm. those people are creating shows, media, content, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's on Netflix, you know, whether it's a video game, and they're bringing in the music from their youth. They're like, oh, man, I used to love this song. I'm going to put this song in here. And Mm -hmm. maybe it was a big song. Maybe it's really obscure. And that is bringing those things to the masses. So... That nostalgia for that person is introducing it to a new audience. And what I think is going to happen is I think that we have created this, whoa, I had no idea all this great old music existed. You've got people combing through back catalogs on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, and then give it five to 10 years and we're going to see an explosion of new music, really good new music. Right on. That's what I, yeah. that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Right on, right on. Okay. Um. Anything else? Well, yeah. So, 
you in particular always have your finger on the pulse, right? You know, well, and we, I try. Well, we, but we, we, you know, we joke all the time that, you know, three shows in a week is slow for you. <laughs> you know, it's more like three shows in a night. And like you, you are just fully vested in your scene. You're aware of everything that's going on and everything that's coming through. And, you know, even though we say we can't listen to everything, you give it your damn best shot. So, like, what's your primary new music discovery nowadays? How do I discover new music? Yeah. Uh, well, it's in one way, um, it's the same one. One of the same ways I did when I was a teenager: magazines. Back then, Metal Forces, Metal Hammer, Battalion magazine. I, I used to read them all, you know, um, and that would in- introduce me to a lot of new music and a lot of upcoming artists. It's the same today with Decibel magazine, with with Fistful of Metal ma- magazine. I'm still like, there's a lot less of them on the stands now. Okay, but uh, um, that's that's still an avenue where I'm, yes, I'm hearing about new music with that as well speak speaking kind of which remember cream magazine yes yeah yeah um it disappeared i think in the late late 80s i honestly thought it was the early Um, 80s because i when i remember seeing cream it always struck me as a classic rock magazine well yeah okay yeah i don't i don't know exactly like when i whenever i go to conventions or some of my record shops, when when they bring in, you know, they find old secondhand magazines. You know, it's always something that I go through, and you know, I don't mind shelling she- shelling out for them. Well, I've been doing that with a lot of cream back issues, and I'm kind of excited that Cream Magazine is now back. Okay, it's just going to be digital. Okay. Or you have to subscribe to get the physical thing for it. So it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to look into this some more and I'm kind of deciding how I want to approach this, you know, do I want to do I want to shell out like this for for four issues? <laughs> okay, the subscription is like 75 bucks. It's like, whoa, okay, well, there better be a hell of a lot of content in every issue, okay, because, I'll, like I said, I'll take that over, over the digital. So that's going to be interesting and see where I land with that. So that's, um, yeah, um, magazines is one. And this show, okay, when I say... You know, this new album came across my desk or I discovered this band and all that. It's because their PR, okay, is setting setting us up. Hey, play play this record. Play my band. Give this a listen. What do you think? And all that. So, but that's not, and not everyone has been doing a radio show for 16 years. Though, <laughs> you, know, you know, like that might not necessarily count. So just... Uh, for me, you seem to be very just, good at using Bandcamp, like better better than I am. Yeah, yeah. Band, Bandcamp is another. That's really the only online 
way that I discovered because I'm not into the Spotify. Really? If I'm, yeah, I, I still don't have a Spotify account. Well, but but no, but I mean, like, as far as online, like, you don't even discover, like, through music blogs, like Bloody Knuckles or things like that? Uh, just just for news. Wow, okay. Like, so- news news for the show. Like, I'm not looking for new music on YouTube or on websites or wow. anything like that. Yeah, okay. when I'm when I'm on YouTube, it's for video shows, you know, dealing with other topics. Okay, so for the amount of new music that you consume and find, somebody needs to hear this and realize, like, oh, shit, magazines do have an impact. Because I, I think so, dude. Um, that's, at least on me. Well, and and it's it's so nice to hear you say that because I feel like I can't find anything. I've been trying to use you know Apple Music way more and better, but Apple Music. So Apple Music, I have this love hate relationship with because sometimes they can't figure out if it's rock, metal, or pop because I'll see the same thing in all three of those categories. Right. Um. But then. Out of nowhere, they're like, hey, the Native Owl has a new single. Thank you for telling me. Why haven't you told me about other shit that I like? You know, like, I, I can't figure out when they're going to tell me and what I did to get this alert. Um, and like you, I do better with a magazine. Give me a magazine to flip through. And I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it's just the nostalgia of it, the fact that it's how I've always done it, quote unquote, or if it's the fact that I can flip through to my own pace, I can go back and forth, and my mind can wander more than if I'm staring at a computer screen doing whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I th- I think what it is is attention spans have just kind of dropped over the years, for the most part. Like, why would I look at a magazine when I can just go online and find whatever? And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, but just going on, going, okay, reading a magazine, okay, I equate to watching a movie, okay, you have the full show, if you're just going online just to pick and just, just look, looking, I don't know, for your favorite artist on some sort of website, ignoring every, everything else, so if you're just going on to Spotify and all that, that's just, like catching clips yeah the next day of yeah, the it, same it, movie you're 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 not getting the complete package and that's a good comparison right because that mm-hmm. that's honestly looking at you know am i buying the full album with all the great artwork or am i buying the cassette single right right which i'm actually kind of surprised that the cassette single didn't last as long as it did because those, as I recall, those were coming out as, because I think it was a reaction to people, I guess CDs were, were replacing vinyl and the CD single hadn't made his way out yet. So I guess the last grasp from the record labels before the switch to CD was the cassette single. For well, some reason, it just didn't last. I don't yeah, because I mean, like, I noticed the shift to the cassette single the day, the, the same day I noticed that 45s were gone, right? Because mm-hmm. so, somewhere in the 80s, 45s just disappeared. 
Yeah. You know, and I mean, I can't I can't remember the last 45 I bought, but it it's probably a Kiss 45 or um or Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, one oh, okay. one of those two. But then all of a sudden those were gone and cassette singles were there. And I wouldn't buy that. You know, like I No, I, I only have a handful of them, Yeah, so. I might have one or two, but I was like, nah. Like I, I still wanted something else. I don't know, you know. But mm-hmm. but again, like I think we've talked about how my dad raised me with a much more old school mentality as far as, you know, audio quality and how to handle it. Right. You know. So yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts, man? I feel like we've we've done this topic justice tonight. I think so. I think so. We're going to we're going to score another one in the new versus old um, debate by introducing everyone to a really cool new band, NEW, in tonight's indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Okay. You're, over the years, you've gotten to know Canada a little bit better. Yes. Moose, maple syrup, and flannel. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Now, you would know... Toronto, you would know Montreal, you would know Vancouver as the major cities in Canada. Can you tell me where Lethbridge is? If I Google it, I can. <laughs> well, okay. No Googling. The top of your head. Can you tell me where Lethbridge is? I mean, um, if it's not to the left side of Canada, I, I you know, I feel like it's <laughs> ill-named. Um, but, but... Oh, Lethbridge. I'm Googling left. it now. I thought you were yeah. saying left. No, left, left. Okay. Apparently it's in Alberta. It is. It is. And Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton over the years has produced their share of awesome metal and hardcore punk bands and all that. But um, Lethbridge, not so much. But we're going to rectify that a little bit by introducing our listeners to Lethbridge's own Tyrants of Chaos, their latest release, August 19th. Well, it'll be available now. Relentless Thirst for Power. This came across my desk. I gave it a spin. Hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah, they're kind of, you know, a little more on the metal side and all that, but Impressively enough, they shared the stage with Rick Emmett from Triumph. From with, they've shared the stage with Streetheart, Honeymoon Suite, Rock and on. Quiet Riot. Wow, dude! As well, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty impressive. And they said their their most interesting gig though was playing in front of a bunch of Hell's Angels. Oh well, yeah. That'd apparently, be anybody's most interesting gig. <laughs> apparently, apparently they were just playing a gig. You know. Business as usual, I guess a bunch of Hell's Angels members going through town or whatever. They saw there was this rock gig going on. Let's go check them out. No, there's no problems or anything like that. But the band kind of admitted like, okay, this is weird. We're uh, we're playing in front of some Hell's Angels. Obviously, 
they were they impressed them enough and they impressed me enough to make Tyrants of Chaos in tonight's indie spotlight with well, I guess their subtitled song TOC with metal we'll set the world on fire Standing proud. 
I'm sure they're available on all of the social medias and all that great stuff, but just your one-stop shopping, Tyrants of Chaos Band dot com. There, you learned something new today. You found out where Lethbridge was. <laughs> yeah, and that it's not Lethbridge. And it's not left. when I yeah. did Google it, dude, there's a beautiful Japanese garden in that area. No notes. Like like gorgeous to the point where I'm like, do I just need to move my family to Canada? What's the internet speed like? <laughs> I can work from pretty much anywhere. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was nice, man. Left right. bridge. Left. Left. left L-A-T-H. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And of course, check out Tyrants of Chaos. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, my man, once again, great show, not without its trials and tribulations, but hey, something to tell the grandkids. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org, all episodes, past, present, and future, can be found there. Instagram, at ratmetal666. Um, I believe I owe some pictures for the most current episode that's up, which is not this episode as we record this, but will be this episode when you hear it. Um, but really we've been getting better about posting the things we talk about there so you can see them, you know, and I try to time it with the show, but you know, scroll back because Mm -hmm. sometimes we're just so excited. We can't wait to post them, you know, right. That's what happens. Um, facebook.com slash rad metal. Join the conversation out there drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. And then if you want to check us out on Spotify, well, you can, but we are not just Radioactive Metal on Spotify. We are part of a family of podcasts known as the Shining Wizards Network. Shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Look for Shining Wizards Network on Spotify. You're not just going to find us. You're going to find a ton of other podcasts out there. A lot of wrestling podcasts, but if you've been listening to the show, you can probably handle a little bit of wrestling talk. You know, a wrestling night in Canada is out there. Uh, the host even sounds like Snowy, one of them at least. Mm, yeah, you know. a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yeah, and so that's that's everything, I believe. Right on, right on. Uh, let's get on out of here with a uh, track from the new record from a Critical Defiance with no... No life forms. Great stuff out on unspeakable acts as we speak. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been an old versus new episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs>